book. I found some time. Yay, now I can work on that novel. If only. Hi writers, I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. Here you will find author tips, writing tools, and hopefully some inspiration. Time, we all only have so much of it. How do you work full time and write a novel? A lot of us do it. I have a full-time job teaching. I have a horrible, horrible commute. Horrible. What can I say? LA traffic is the worst. It's 24 hour rush hour. And I have a big family, which means a lot of times when I get home, my adult children are calling me and you know, I'm a mom, so I take their calls. It doesn't leave a lot of time to write a novel. So how do I find the time? I've always hated that phrase. Here's the thing, you don't find the time. You have to steal it. You have to pinch, pilfer, grab, or to be less dramatic, just appropriate the time you do have. I get asked all the time by coworkers and friends, how are you writing all these novels? And honestly, there's people who write a lot faster than me and I don't know where they how they do that. I, maybe they're just faster writers. So I'll share some of my tips and tricks for how I pilched some time. First of all, it takes four things. Perseverance, stamina, ambition, and self-control. I credit rearing four children with my time management skills and my perseverance and stamina. I had four children going through divorce and worked full time, went back to school, had the four kids. It wasn't easy. And then they were all in clubs and sports. And you know, if you're a parent, that just that alone, driving them to their sports events, that takes skill. So when I finally decided I wanted to write a novel, I used that same skill set to pilfer, steal the time. Tip number one. Figure out your available free time. Now, some of you may be laughing right now. Ha ha, I don't have any free time. Do you? By steal time, I mean you may have to get up an hour earlier to squeeze in an hour of writing time before it's time to go to work. That's what I have to do. And I leave my house at 6.30 in the morning. I'd like to train myself to get up at four o'clock. I have a tough enough time with five. Maybe one day I'll achieve that. Some people are better after work. In which case, what are you going to give up? I do a little bit of both. So I steal about an hour, an hour and a half before I go to work. Then when I come home, and we'll talk about that, when I am ready to write again, I get maybe only another hour. So I don't have a whole lot of time. And I'll show you why I cannot work late into the evening because that just doesn't work for me. So look at your actual time and figure out where you can steal it from. It might be as simple as turning off the TV. There's nothing wrong with 10 minute blocks either. You don't need an hour or an hour and a half or two hours or a half hour. If you just have 10 minutes, those are 10 minutes. Use them, steal them. When I'm actually at school working and not working from home, I would take my computer in every day on the off chance that I could use lunchtime 
to get a little bit of writing in. Now, yes, I was usually answering emails, grading papers, creating new curriculum, but once in a great while, I would have lunch. While the other teachers were off getting together and having their lunch, I was in my room typing away. Number two, prioritize your writing. Don't do anything else when it's writing time. Don't do the laundry. Don't tidy the kitchen. Don't go on social media. Many, many years ago when my children were small, I did a lot of crafting and a lot of sewing. And I didn't have any free time. This thing called free time, I just didn't have it. They got up early and it was breakfast and it was lunch and it was school. It was crazy. What I learned was to snatch the time I did have, and I never knew sometimes when it came to do my crafting. I left it out on a table. If they were all down for a nap, yay. If they went off to school, but there usually was a time during the day when they were all busy either doing something or, or they were in bed that I had a chance to actually do my crafting and my sewing. That's how I got a lot of stuff done. And so I applied kind of the same kind of, you know, snatch your time to my writing. I've never had grandparents around either. So it wasn't like I could take those precious bundles of joys and say, here, grandma, I'll watch them for a while. I didn't have that. So when I did find some time, I didn't do laundry. I didn't do anything else. I just did what I needed to do. It was my me time. Don't feel bad about it prioritize it. I know a lot of people like to relax and that's all wonderful, but if you're trying to steal time and write while working full time, think of your relaxation time, your downtime as your writing time. It should be therapeutic. It should be your Zen. So it should be relaxing, at least mostly. Stay away from social media, Put your phone on the other side of the room because this to me is the biggest distraction. I just want to see. I just I just want to look really fast. I, I just want to see. And I'm wasting really valuable time that actually we're going to use someplace else. You'll see. And here's a tip that really has worked for me. A lot of times when I do have the time to write, I don't feel like writing. There's things on me and I'm thinking about other things. But what I do is I say, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes and I'm just gonna write for 10 minutes. Now, sometimes I just write a sentence because I got nothing and it is just the wrong time for me to be writing. But mostly I find that within five or six minutes, I am getting in my Zen zone and I am writing. And then I'm like, okay, no, I really wanna write some more. Every little increment helps. Tip number three, work with brain drain. work with it. Whether you're a morning person or an evening person, a lot of us deal with brain drain. I know when I get home from work, you know, seven hours at work, then an hour commute home, I just like, oh, I just don't want to think about anything, do anything. E even if there's a plot or things bubbling in my brain, I just don't want to like, oh, I need a break. Some days are worse than others. It's really critical to know when your brain functions best, when you're capable of the highest level of creativity. So if you come home and you are brain dead, there are things that you can do that still will help you in your writing journey. Things that I do when I'm too tired to think. 
or plot or revise. I scroll through Twitter. I scroll through Instagram. I post some pictures. I go through Facebook. I interact with readers and other authors. So it doesn't require a whole lot of brain work. I'm still building a brand. I'm still interacting. I'm still doing the social media-ing, which every author knows you just, you have to do. And there's times when I just really just, you're like, I don't want to deal. I use that time to do some research, maybe find some things that I needed to find for my book, you know, those little details and things. That's when I do that kind of stuff. Not a lot of creative brain work necessary, still useful. I can also line edit when I have brain drain. The line editing is, is easy for me. You know, the grammar, the commas, reading the sentences, not revising. Revising needs full active brain power. Number four, the special place. Do you need one? I have to admit, I am not a fan of the special place to write. And I'll tell you why. Because my time is limited, I need to be able to write anywhere. I need to be able to pick up my laptop, put it under my arm and go wherever I need to go. I can't do the car because I get motion sickness. So that's out but I've written in an airplane, in an airport, in other countries. I actually wrote most of my master's thesis in the car, in a parking lot, waiting while my daughter was doing her practice for her club volleyball. The one place I can absolutely not write is a coffee shop. I know, weird, right? All these people love to go to coffee shops and write. I just get too distracted. The smell of the coffee, I just want to drink coffee, coffee, coffee. And then I look at the yummy treats and then the people are coming in and I listen to their conversation and I look at what they're wearing and, and I just, I just don't work on it. It's just very distracting to me, but I know a lot of people love to do it and that's awesome. But what if you can't get to the coffee shop? I'm thinking you need to have maybe some ambient coffee shop noise video or audio on your computer to kind of recreate that kind of ambient noise kind of vibe. I have taken my laptop everywhere. It's come, it comes on vacation. I'm going on vacation next week and I will take it there. How much will I write? Well, I'll write in the evening. I'll write in the morning. I'm assuming the day is going to be pretty full. <laughs> But even if I only write a half hour before I go to sleep or a half hour in the morning, I will feel like I have moved forward and made progress in my novel. Tip number five, take one sentence at a time. They begin to build. It takes the pressure off of you. Put all of those, how will I finish this? This will never get done. How do I get an agent? How do I get published? How do I fill in the blank? Put all that aside when you have prime writing time. One step at a time. It works. You'll get there eventually. Writing a novel is a lot like taking a pilgrimage. It's a process you really can't hurry. And everybody has their own pace, their own things to learn, their own questions and confusions, their own path. But as long as you keep moving forward in the right direction, you will get there. Now there's going to be people, you will see them on Facebook who just like fly on by, 
or they know shortcuts or they walk with more confidence, but it's your walk, your pilgrimage. And you know, every pilgrimage has a destination. Now, what is that destination for you? For me, it is finishing the first draft because I feel that once I get to the, the end of the draft that I've completed it, now I actually have something to work with. Your destination may be different. It may be getting an agent or getting published. Number six, work with your creative rhythm. As I think I already said before, when I come back from work after a long day, especially Fridays, I'm just, ugh, I'm done. I don't want to open my laptop. I don't want to write. I'm just drained. But often I find that when I come home, I'll jump on the treadmill or I'll go for a swim and then I'll have some dinner. I feel a little bit revived and invigorated. So I'll sit down and I will go as long as I can. That's usually only an hour or two till about eight o'clock at night when my brain just starts to go. Ugh. Try to stick to a schedule in that way. Make writing a habit, not an afterthought. So if you come home, you feel yucky, you know, you want to do your little workout, which gives you some energy, gets the blood flowing. You want to eat a little bit, something, get your energy back up. And if that's all in the back of your head as you're doing those things, I find that I'm really ready to write, to squeeze in the last few hour of writing. Now I know life happens, phone calls happen, things happen, things you have to take care of. You have to shut the computer down. You have to go attend to something and that's life. But remember, if those things aren't happening, make your writing a priority. Only you can make it a priority. Another thing I want to discuss about creative rhythms is when you are brain dead, don't try to solve a plot problem. It won't work and you'll just be frustrated. So if I have a plot issue or there's a scene issue or there's something I need to figure out that requires like full creative brain power and it's eight o'clock at night, even if it's like a word, I'm like, what is that word? What is that one word? I don't bother with it. I shut down the computer. I open it up the next day and bam, how easy was that? You want to work with your natural creative brain rhythms. It's a whole lot easier than fighting through fatigue and when your brain is shutting down and you're so done for the day. I want to discuss weekends. Now, if you have kids, your weekends are probably full doing all the kid things. I don't have kids anymore. Once in a while I have to babysit one, but I work my weekends for all they are worth. I am really lucky. My husband owns a business and so he ends up working weekends too, but I find I really work weekends for all they are worth. And I get a lot of stuff done on a weekend. For me, the biggest chunk of time that I have days off as well for school. And of course, you know, as a teacher, you get lots of random days off. Number seven, avoid naysayers and you never know who they will be really. Hopefully it's not your significant other, but I have had my fair share of like snarky, condescending comments from people I would have never dreamed of. 
about nine years ago. Was it nine years? Yeah, nine years. Wow. I told one of the teachers, it was my other pen name, that my novel was free for three days. I don't do that anymore. She told me she was too busy to download it. Really? This is a woman who makes airline reservations on her phone. When I told another teacher I was writing a novel, he said, does it have a voice? Yeah, it does. How rude. Others told me to just stop writing. Avoid the naysayers. Don't explain, don't defend, don't justify. Just don't talk to them about your writing ever again. Life is too short to let people's opinions about you claim real estate in your head. Evict them. I realized while editing this video that I didn't really explain why Avoid the Naysayers was helping you find time to write a novel, but it does. Naysayers get into your head and they mess with it. So when you sit down and you're replaying that conversation with that naysayer, it's going to impact your writing. It's gonna drag you down and you don't need that. So that's why evict the naysayers is part of finding time for your writing. Because the more people who are telling you you can't do something, the more that's just like, ugh just on you and you need to just get rid of it and feel light and free when it's time to write that novel. Freedom of mind, freedom of creative power. You don't need them in your head. Number eight, and this tip has saved me about a million times and that's not a hyperbole. End your writing time in the middle. End in the middle. End your writing time not at the end of a scene or a chapter, but smack dab in the middle of it. That way, when you come back, whether it's the next day or eight hours later or after the weekend, you open up your computer and you're like, oh, bam, I know exactly what I need to do. And you just start, you start at a run. So instead of finishing that chapter, like just gonna finish this chapter, right? You open it up. The next day you go, um, ah, you lose the momentum, right? So even if it just works out that I'm at the end of a chapter, at the end of my writing time, I start a new chapter and I write a couple sentences. It could just be as simple as like, he walked in the door and she was pissed. Okay, so I know where this is going because you know I have an outline or maybe I even write some more, but now I know exactly what I need to do. And I don't stop in the middle of a sentence, but I normally just do a couple little things that tell me when I open my Word document back up that I just hit the ground at a running writing start. And it gets me into the zone a whole lot faster than looking at a blank page or the end of the scene. That's it, eight tips. Maybe you can use one, maybe you can use all eight. If you have any tips, please share them because especially if we're working full-time, any little tip to help us steal more time is always appreciated. Please join me next week. I'm going to discuss something I see all the time on Twitter and Facebook, and that is new writers saying, I have the beginning and it's awesome and I have the end and it's amazing, but the middle, 
I don't know what to do. It falls flat. I don't know where to go. So I have tips for expanding upon improving that middle section because it shouldn't lag, not at all. That's all for today, writers. And remember to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.